I like it all. I like it all. It's all good stuff. Great, great American food. And it'll be very interesting to see at the end of this evening how many are left. Do you prefer McDonald's or Wendy's? I, I like them all. That's a tough question. If it's American, I like it. It's all American stuff. So, but it's good stuff. And we have the national champion team, as you know, Clemson Tigers. And they had a fantastic game against Alabama. And they're all here. They're right outside the room. And I think we're going to let you uh, see them. But I'll bet you as much food as we have. <laughs> Thank we have you. Pizzas, we have 300 hamburgers. Many, many French fries. There it was. All of our many, many foods. French fries. Uh, I want to see what's here when we leave. Because I don't think it's going to be much. The reason we did this is because of the shutdown. Uh, we want to make sure that everything is right. So we sent out. We got this. And we have some wonderful people working at the White House. They helped us out with this. And uh, I will say the Republicans are really, really sticking together. It's great to see because we need border security. We have to have it. We have to have it. No doubt about it. Should have happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And it's going to happen now. It's going to happen now. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your food. There's one more. There's one more from Hunter Walker. This is just the spread, I think. That's just the amazing heat lamp nightmare. Yeah. Found footage. It's like, network a, or it's like That's it's the like, Lincoln heat lamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they showed those pictures, those videos of, of the Mar-a-Lago dining room with the gross, sweaty roast beef carving station and the giant dinner rolls and the bags of chips. And they said, we see you and we're raising you. Yeah. How about ice cold Big Macs? Under a under a oh. thirty watt bulb. Oh no! Many many fries. Yeah, yeah but if you're... by the way that I realized it's gone through a number and maybe another one will come up. But right now in my head, clubhouse leader for the thing I will think of as my brain dies is many many French fries. <laughs> many many French fries. Many many, many, so, many French fries. It's almost like a Tommy Wiseau. That's what I was thinking the same it, thing. Yeah. Yes. Like, let me let me let me set this up for you guys because we got we got we got to kick things off. Uh, so. We, we recorded our regular weekend show on Monday, a little late. Come on, you know, be nice. Uh, but that night, yeah. what do I see? I see burning up the timeline, Donald Trump standing in front of a magnificent spread <laughs> of hamburgers, oh, McNuggets, God. French fries. Oh, no, French no, fries. no, no, French fries. <laughs> Wait, we there were no it. French fries? We saw, and, there were and, French and, fries. And then literally, okay, first of all, there was that the still image of him with his arms spread, standing under a portrait of Abraham Lincoln, yep. and like it, there was powerful Stanley Kubrick energy. Oh, coming so that's when he became president. Yeah. <laughs> so literally that night, I was like, I almost wanted to be like, we have to do an emergency episode, and there was only one man I wanted, and I, I picked up the phone. And I said, "Get me Roth, get me David Roth get right us. now. We need." Full saturation. We need David Roth on need, the ham. And his parole officer said, you got it. We need the Trump whisperer. The man that the orange talks to. And I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> we need full saturation hamburgers coverage. Hamburgers coverage. And then lo and behold, when I see you on Monday night, David, you had... It's just, again, like a diamond. Like a diamond that was formed in my mind, like from, like it was already there. 
and then I saw it, and like the di- like the uh, the third eye opened, and you said one thousand percent at some point in Donald Trump's life before he was president, he had a fantasy about host about filming a fast food commercial in the White House <laughs> with a football team, <laughs> and it's just like it's he's he's making all his dreams come true except. They were they were in full pads. Yeah, so. it would yeah. be they, it would be the eighty five Bears, and they'd be doing the Super Bowl <laughs> shuffle while he was like, "Fantastic, fellas!" Yeah. You said uh, that he would be introducing a new burger <laughs> called the Sex Burger, <laughs> <laughs> and I do feel like he was kind of annoyed that he didn't have a new product to roll out there that night, folks. We've got it. It's here. It's amazing. I know sex. I love sex. I've been having sex my whole life. This is the only burger. But yeah, he would <laughs> as. Certainly, like, uh, of all the things that he's done as president that I think he enjoyed, there's, like, it's this one, like, maybe some of the Easter egg roll things where he, like, stands next to a mascot and, like, points at it, like, look, can you believe this guy? <laughs> like, that one. And then uh, the one I mentioned on the deadcast this morning, I think the one that is still, for me, like, the apotheosis of him living his dream is the first Halloween party that they threw at the White House where he timed his entrance uh, to... They were playing the Ghostbusters theme. I don't even know if I need to mention that. But they, he timed his entrance to Ray Parker Jr. singing Bustin' Makes Me Feel Good. Like that's when he like kicked through the doors, basically, and strode out. And so like he's never going to top that. But yeah, being surrounded by his football guys, being like, how are the fries, fellas? Terrific. Like, that is, I think, but big. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the only other thing he liked was the one he talked about where he's like, I was in the room with all the generals. <laughs> And they were he, so beautiful. Their muscles loves, were gigantic. He, he loves like butching up. Yeah, like yeah. he he loves that. Um, but the I have to say though, this is a feel good story because if you were like a stupid college football player, this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. Like if you're like a white outside linebacker, as Dan Quinn was, uh, <laughs> this is the greatest day of your life. There's you're eating one... McDonald's with Donald Trump, and he yes. goes up. He goes up to you and he goes. Oh, look, look at this guy. The cheerleaders better watch out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How many co-eds so, are you getting? This is, like this some is, antiquated This shit? is literally the fantasy your character has in the Call of Cthulhu episodes. <laughs> yeah. Of all the re- reactions to it, the, most, the one that rung most hollow was the, were the people who said, oh, that's so sad. These guys, they work so hard. And now they come here and they don't get a nice meal. They fucking loved it. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Have you ever me? met a football player? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the one problem, it's not the concept that I didn't like. I think the bummer came in, and I think this probably would have happened with if they had a real meal. The bummer came in from the unarguable fact that food was ice fucking cold. Well, how many like security protocols do you think like the filet exactly. of fish had to go through to like yeah. be placed in like an orderly fashion on some platter yeah. that was given from like... Charles de Gaulle to Harry Truman. (laughs) (laughs) And we know for a fact that the the single food item that gets cold and inedible fastest is fast food. Also, knowing fast food French fries, fast food burgers, they go from pretty good to inedible in about five minutes. Also, with the president's predilection for McDonald's being very well known, how many foreign intelligence services have put moles in every single McDonald's <laughs> near the White House? That's what they were wanding each like sad pickle like flap. They were like, this could be the one that's plastique. I we don't say, know. The thing that broke me, uh, and it was part of that amazing Kubrickian image of him standing beholding his bounty, was the <laughs> was the silver 
punch bowl filled with dipping sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And just okay. little plastic cups of barbecue sauce. So two things. First of all, the the image of him, like, you know, arms open, <laughs> looking over surveying his bounty, yeah. like Alexander the Great. <laughs> You know, Alexander wept because there was no more dipping sauce <laughs> more, for him to no more consume. No more nugs to <laughs> conquer. <laughs> yeah. And no, literally, the like, world is not enough. Like, like looking at that image, I felt like Kier Dula at the end of two thousand one after he's gone through the fucking Stargate and is just in that weird room. By God, it's full of fries. <laughs> <laughs> but David, like, I swear to God, I, I was taking in this scene and just the image of him under this framed portrait of Abraham Lincoln. <sighs> In the White House with just the fast food spread, grinning like an idiot. I just thought, like, we keep having these, like, these hyper normalized moments where, like, I don't think we can get any more, like, past, like, like this is just so perfect. I like it beggars the imagination. Yeah, it was definitely like awing. Yeah, in yeah its way. it was. It was. Yeah, it was awe inspiring. You know like, what? I, I, mean, I, I feel like it's like we live in adbusters, or we live in like <laughs> bull, we live in like bulwark. Exactly. Yeah. People talk about how oh, you know, people have these weird warped perceptions of the world based on their media consumption. But one of the fundamental realities of growing up in a media saturated world is the knowledge that that the real world doesn't work that way. The the contrast between your quotidian existence. And what you see in films is, and television and stuff is so dramatic that no matter how much of it you consume, you know that's not how the world works. And then something like this happens, yep. and you're like, that's so uncanny and unnerving because this, this is a movie. This is a terrible, very heavy-handed 90s satire. Like, like a... It's like, how is this real? You know what I this think it is? I think it's the writers of season three of Donald Trump wanting to start the third season with a bang. It's like uh, one of those weird movies that came out in the late 80s and early 90s that were entirely predicated on a black guy and a white guy trading places and like even <laughs> trading skin. White like man's this burden. Yeah. John Travolta, Harry Belafonte. Yeah, classic. classic film. They're still friends today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't so know. The message of the movie was true. Uh, but it's like this would be the president in one of those movies. Yeah. But same time, though, I mean, think about how much money he saved going to Donald's yeah. instead of the expense. And he, well, he spent, he spent it. It was deal. all him buying all it. Yeah. yeah. He bought those burgs. Now uh, it's a thousand burgers. It was yeah. 200 before, and now he's like, spent $75,000 on burgers. You know, what, you know what got stuck in my brain was him, Chris pointed it out, is when he goes, be interesting to see how much of this food is left. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the least, that's such an old person. Sometimes he betrays himself to show how old he is, and that's such an old person thing where it's just like, you're so excited you connected synapses for a second, and also to like you're like, oh my god, the the process of taking one thing from a what oh oh the 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 process of the passing of time, oh yeah, uh, I wonder if we'll have any leftovers. It's also I think part of it is him just being excited to be around like big football yes, boys. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, that's a big fella. I bet he could eat a lot of fillet of fish. We'll see what happens. Have a great time. Like that is definitely like yeah, a big. A couple of things like one when he said like. He's like the Clemson. They're here. They had a wonderful victory against Alabama. All the boys are here. You'll see them. You'll yeah. see them soon. We're gonna bring them in. We're gonna show you all the big boys. The real boys. We're gonna, look, we're gonna show look you all the big now. boys. Well, look yeah. tall. He was acting like he was hosting a special where the, the special is just like Donald Trump eats dinner with the football <laughs> yeah. team. This and is, but, like, but, but to yeah. his, to his, like, I'll, I'll be interested to see how much of this is left. 
he's also like you said he's impressed to be around butch football guys he's just like looking at him like they're like oh younger boy. versions of the general oh boy yeah. they grow up to be general oh boy i bet he could eat i bet he could eat so many hamburgers <laughs> i bet he could eat so many ham- i bet he could eat twice the hamburgers of a normal man the bit that i had forgotten at the end of that clip because i i stopped when you started abruptly talking about the border yeah. wall where before he's like every condiment barbecue sauce spicy barbecue sauce uh, you know actually but nancy's been very rude to me like that's where yeah. i stopped the video and i think i didn't really fully engage with the thing where he'd be like, should I let him out, folks? Do you want me to let him out? You want me to <laughs> you open see the, the door? Boys? Yeah. <laughs> you want to see the boys? He's a showman, folks. Right. But I think his obsession with them eating and their hugeness, it relates to another classic David Roth tweet because honestly, I feel like I'm so terrified. Virgil and I were talking about this. We're so terrified of the hagiography that's going to happen yes. to Trump in the, in yeah. the next generation no, in tw- as things in, get in, worse tw- and stupider. 20, year, no, 20 years from now, and I'm very much sort of the Nathan Robinson school that Trump will be considered like Reagan for uh, what is the right in this country should we have a country in 20 years from now. Yeah. And they will look back on this moment and they will say, you know, when the, when the Democrats shut down the government – Donald Trump spent his own money yeah. to pay for these yes. for these big burly football boys. And that is why I'm so terrified of all of the official quote unquote political science journalism that's going to come in history that's going to come out of this presidency. All we need are the David Roth tweets because cool. the one where he's at Mar-a-Lago in front of the thrice divorced dentist and is just reciting big numbers <laughs> of five billion. That's him. <laughs> It's just like size by itself, unmoored, un, uncontextual. That's what he is excited by. So like a large man, it's like when he sees the big politicians like Luther Strange or Jim Justice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees a taller than average man and he can't stop talking about it. I, He's like, look at him. He's huge. And it's like these guys are even bigger than him. Yeah. And it's like, and look how many burgers they eat. It's, it's just he just is he's just ensorcelled by just largeness, largeness, things that can be graded on a one to ten scale. Yeah. <laughs> I like when he went to the border and was talking about how hot the border patrol guys were too. Where he was like, "You think cops are good looking? Oh boy, that's like just, these guys." Like that's, just, that's <laughs> a very Dan Quinn thing. Actually, is like whenever he meets somebody who isn't like doesn't look like Stephen Miller, he's like, "This <laughs> yeah. guy could be the biggest movie star ever." Well, that's what he chose to put his life on the he's line. The- like what the <laughs> fuck? He was like, "I want to be the agent of the of the handsome quarterback." And it's like. Could you imagine that's your agent? <laughs> he's just calling up the San Diego Chargers, and he's like, uh, I think uh, Barbara Hershey was from San Diego. And, uh, Ray Kroc, very rude to me. When yeah. I was. But, but uh, I think there was a part of his brain that was like, I got to get all the cameras on this, because when Nancy Pelosi sees that I had dinner with the football guys... Who really won? That's always oh, yeah. Yeah. Really that's been won. a thing with Trump that's always kind of fascinated me. The way that he like moves at parties because he doesn't really like people very much. He doesn't like touching people or being touched by people very much. Like physically, he's got like the he's on like the Howie Mandel yeah, scale. Yeah, 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 like, exactly. yeah, just, and the vile, just deep misanthropy at the heart of him. But there's something there's like a gloaty aspect to it too, where he's constantly being like, "Did you see the size of the roast? Fantastic!" Like he's always it's it's not just about like size and stuff like that. That like everything is sort of this. It's a display, but like his taste is so fucking stratospherically weird that it's impossible to tell like sort of what's going on. Like he's just gonna try to get bigger guys to come to the White House, <laughs> just large, like over and over until the like the whatever the government is turned back. These, on. these men have a special syndrome that makes them very very <laughs> tall. <laughs> He just gets a bunch of guys with marfan. I'm just imagining <laughs> if like if Robert Wadlow, the the world the uh, the Guinness Book holder record for lo- world's tallest man, he was eight three. 
uh, he lived in the early nineteen, early twentieth century. Uh, if they could just get a guy his size to show up at the White House just out of nowhere, he would do whatever he told. Him. Yeah, just like follow Greg Ostertag into the ocean yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> because as we've talked about, he just he has no values. He has no sense of connection to any other person. He is a completely hollow person. He has nothing inside of him. So all he can do is judge things by numbers, by bigness, by large like lar- expensiveness and volume, yeah. And volume, volume, height, width, and cost. It's all he has to determine to weigh things against each other because he has no other metric he because he's a, totally empty. He made a very fascinating Freud. Uh, oh God, Freud study. would have gone nuts uh, on this point. Two more observations from the the, the Hammed Burgers event. <laughs> the, hammed the, burgers. the Hammed Burger ultimatum. Uh, okay, one, he keeps saying, it's all good stuff. It's good American <laughs> stuff. It's American. It's American stuff. And then at one point, the guy, like, someone asks, yells a question at him from, like, you know, the press pool or whatever. He's like, uh, what, what do you prefer? Do you like McDonald's or Wendy's more? And he goes, they're both great. That was Seymour Hersh. That was Seymour Hersh, actually. He's on a new, he's on a, he has a hot new scoop. I, uh, he's like, Donald... Donald Trump, you know, he'll tell you that uh, he likes all of it because he has to now. You know, the generals have told him he has to support all of them. And uh, but what 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 he won't tell what they've tried to scrub. And I actually got a lot of uh, threatening calls about was he's he's been very anti Wendy's in the past. That's like the square burger. He finds it kind of threatening. The edges. Yeah. He doesn't like. He worries he's going to hurt himself. But James, but James, but James Mattis. But James Mattis. Uh, James Mattis on his way out. He. Uh, well, you remember James Mattis actually had a lot of projects in South America with Dave Thomas. <laughs> and he told, he told Trump that even out of the White House, he wouldn't protect him from the other generals if he came out against uh, Wendy's and Dave Thomas's legacy. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't commit to uh, McDonald's or Wendy's, and he just kept saying, they're both American. It's, it's good, American it's good American stuff. Love American we love stuff. American stuff. We love America. Burger King is great. The Burger King. He said yeah. earlier in a different thing. He said earlier, before they did it, he said, we're going to have McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger Kings, and I, I just get stuck in my head because I think he thinks that is a, those are guys. Yeah. There are multiple Burger Kings. They're 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 diff- they're monarchs in small principalities in Europe, and I can't wait to have them all come to the White House. The Burger they're King, amazing leaders. The Burger Kings. I think they are just all wonderful, wonderful fellows, and you would hope. You would hope that there could be one king. He thinks that, that they could figure something out. He thinks that Peter King is like the son of the Burger King, so he's always really nice to him. The Burger like Kings parents, how are they doing? Are hilarious. <laughs> I find them. I just I laugh uh, so hard. And the last thing that the detail that, that you have to clock in this video that's incredible, uh, Felix, you reminded me of it. Uh, he's just given up wearing suit jackets now because he's so fucking fat. Like. <laughs> He's wearing, he's, he's, he's wearing his overcoat. He's wearing his overcoat inside, like surveying, uh, like next to the heat lamps, next to next to his birder bounty. <laughs> I love he's wearing a big overcoat. I love, just, like, I love, what, I love wearing it, like, like it's a bathroom. I love wearing four layers in the room filled with heat lamps, so like, <laughs> room temperature fries, and ask a confused nineteen-year-old if he's bagging coeds because <laughs> he just stares at me. I'm just standing like a minotaur in my giant coat because no one can know I gained forty pounds since Thanksgiving. I so awesome, dude, because his his uh, his physicals coming up, and we, as I all know, last time. Uh, that guy Ronnie Jackson came out and said he's fit as a fiddle and one pound under obese, 
And then he was rewarded with a nomination for Surgeon General, and then it came out that he was just writing scripts to everybody and driving his car into trees. I would pay a number in the hundreds of dollars, and I'm not a wealthy man, but I would pay that much to get the actual data of Trump's physical, because I feel like his normal body temperature is either like 72 (laughs) degrees or like 131 degrees. They're like, everything is hot or just frozen. Many many have said that, uh, you know, a lot of people have very fast blood. it's not good. It's not good because it doesn't stay in one place long enough to do the healing things blood does. My blood, it sticks around. <laughs> I, but what I'm just, it's like, who are they going to have to get to sign off on saying that he's a healthy individual? It's Dr. Oz. I mean, he's gonna, it's going to be like a three part yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, to t- okay, guys, uh, I did the physical and I'm doing great. And to tell you that, here's the guy who killed Kanye West's mom. <laughs> <laughs> there should, like, if Trump. I want like Trump to be able to direct his own programming for the physical because it would be like him going out onto a TV stage in his like full suit and overcoat and picking up a foam triangular weight that says a hundred pounds <laughs> and putting it over his while head. wearing while wearing the old old timey wrestling over, singlet over his suit. Yeah. Wait, wait, why is this a public thing? This isn't the Eisenhower fucking, started. This isn't the fucking Constitution. Eisenhower started it. Yeah, yeah, but was, is this a fucking formal? He's like a uh, president. Presidential candidates release their tax returns too. No, no, it is it. a norm thing, but it's it's unlike the tax returns, which could hurt him because they're an objective thing he doesn't have control over. This is a thing that he can use to brag about how incredibly healthy he is. Like, for example, so he it doesn't matter. Doc- so it's all for show. You it just is gotta, for show. You just got a doctor feel good. To yes, just well, say like whatever. You said, the guy he got. He uh, fucking- President Trump is uh, six foot nine, and uh, I watched him do five slam dunks in a row. <laughs> that's that's, that's I- what I'm looking forward to about it. Is that they're like he parallel parked a golf cart? That's part of the physical. <laughs> like, he, like, no, like I mean, that was what was so funny about it last time. For one thing, he was one pound under the BMI for being obese, which is hilarious. And they had him take a cognitive test that he passed, the highest score. And it's like a 10-point scale to determine if you're concussed (laughs) or if you have active dementia. And they're asking you questions like, what year is it? And he passed, and he was bragging about it. So that's what it is. It's a chance for him to remind everybody that he is not just a rapidly decaying ball of suet. The doctor said I actually grew two inches this year. (laughs) I'm still growing. But I'm hoping that the measurements will be different. It'll be like some NFL combine thing where they'll be like, like, he ran a 4-3-40. Look, the numbers don't lie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My favorite thing about him just talking about how it's all American. It's American food. It's great. We love it. One, just as the nerdy fact checker in me will will be forced to say, uh, Burger King at least, they d- they bought Tim Hortons and then did a corporate inversion to go to Canada to avoid taxes. So uh, actually, they're not American anymore. <laughs> New uh, guest on the Crassen cast, Matt Chrisman, <laughs> fact checking uh, Donald Trump's burger. Party. Also, there's nothing American about monarchy. We fought a revolution to to overthrow the Burger King. That's, that's a boom. Uh, now I want to. And wa- secondly, it's it goes back to what Felix said about how it feels like an AdBusters cover, and also what we've said earlier about his. Uh, sort of weirdly uh, MLM, you know, like third worldist uh, hostility toward American institutions and his seeming desire to destroy them is he just li- just goes in front of America and says, America is defined by these disgusting hunks of beef slurry and and th- like this gross shit. And we're saying this is what this is what we're fighting for. This is what we're putting a wall up for is the grossest food you can eat. Protecting that from, like, carnitas. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Bold. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, this is, like, the the, the, the cheapest, like, the, this is the shortest move to, uh, you know, gold in the Trump era. 
But you remember, you know, when Obama first got in and he sent back the bust of Winston Churchill and people are yep. still oh, mad about that. So mad about that. And like literally like, like yeah, like the the resolute desk is like we put his so, feet up. He put his feet up on it. it. Yeah. He put his disgusting feet on Dude, the fucking resolute desk. Obama he, Obama just, Obama ashed his hookah pipe on the resolute <laughs> desk. <laughs> Obama he put his all over it. Obama <laughs> t- took his shoes off and put his big stinky feet on the desk <laughs> and I just think about it all the time. I would I would be proud to lick the betrayer stench <laughs> off the desk. <laughs> this guy, I mean, he like he could have literally just filled the drawers with ketchup and be like, "Open the drawer, dip a nugget in." <laughs> <laughs> each, each drawer has a different sauce. George <laughs> Washington was so smart that he knew before there was even sauce packets. He knew people <laughs> so, would want to use them to dip, so there are dipping. So, so, so when, when when Trump is speaking like this, or when when he like uh, mistypes hamburger as what is it, hamburger? hamburger. Uh, I actually have come around to the QAnon theory that these misspellings are totally intentional. It's just that he's not signaling uh, the the beginning of the, the uh, sp- yeah the special ops to uh, arrest. Hillary and Obama and everything. He's just playing some kind of weird game that's only funny to him, like a like a four year old might do a joke. Yeah, the way that the Zodiac killer would misspell motorcycle <laughs> in his letters. But like speaking of like the sort of the reaction to the the the, the hammed birder spectacle, right? Yeah, I just want to talk about uh, someone did check in on this, and I would like to share it now. Old friend of the show and someone who is also not unfamiliar with having. I don't know, a sort of Orson Welles-style <laughs> uh, appetites and physique. A gourmand, if A you gourmand, will. if you will. I'm talking, of course, about... The swirl of a cape. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Prudhomme. So, I'm talking about... Somebody put that uh, organ uh, blast in there. <laughs> I'm talking about Kevin D. Williamson, yeah. a.k.a. Uh, Fat Dracula. Kevin Heavy D. Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> just need to clock how absolutely full of shit this guy is because uh here's his response to this he says on monday president trump welcomed the clemson tigers this year's college football champions to the white house with the government partially shut down the usual white house hospitality was not on the table and so the trump team improved in a very trump way with a buffet of fast food from mcdonald's burger king and domino's the most normal thing about donald j trump (laughs) the most american thing is probably his taste for fast food the man likes his KFC. This scandalizes the sort of people who today belong to what in some quarters is still known as the Democratic Farmer Labor Party. I don't, I don't get that. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, okay. Rebecca Jennings, writing in Vox, sniffed that it was a strange choice, particularly for an event held in the 140-seat state dining room. Perhaps Bresco was all booked up. The usual progressive complaints were made. The fast food was disrespectful, classist, and heavens, racist. Jennings quotes a Trump critic arguing that a Big Mac served on a silver platter is probably the best metaphor for Trump's presidency I can think of. Somebody should tell him about that golden toilet up the street from Trump's place at the Guggenheim. The Clemson quarterback, for his part, judged the spread awesome. And what I love about this is what, 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 uh, what Stone, uh, Cold Stone Steve Austin <laughs> is, uh, is doing with this is like, He's like, oh, they're turning up their nose at the, the most Hardy, normal thing yeah. about Donald Trump is Hardy, fast food every day. Wholesome food. But like Kevin D. Williamson is also perhaps best known for literally saying that like yeah. our white underclass who eats fast food every day should kill should themselves yeah. with a needle. Their and feet fentanyl. should fall off from uh, diabetes. They should overdose from fent. They should just be bulldozed into open graves. Again, Carlo of Nosegard says people do not remember their own lives. <laughs> Wow. Oh yeah, I can't wait for more of these nuggets. As you <laughs> oh, there are a lot of them. As you read that fucking, you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about Carl's New Year's Eve? I don't. Not, okay. 
Okay, well, there was a big plot with him trying to secure <laughs> beer. Oh, but yeah, like now it's the back and forth over like if you're making fun of this, like th- this is again, if you make fun of anything Donald Trump does or any of the just absurd, idiotic spectacle of him being president and like just really revealing to the world what America truly is. Exactly, because like that, that quote from that uh, that lib who says, "Oh, Mac, Big Mac on a silver planner." That's the defining image of the. That defines the Trump person. No, Damn, that's dude, America. So, yeah, that no. is America. It's not just Trump. It is everything that was always here. He's just revealing it in the most heavy-handed, mid-90s satire way and, possible. And, and, you know, Matt and I were talking before we recording, and, I, you know, I've, I've always been flummoxed by the whole, you know, all right-wing obsession with uh, culture in terms of Steve King and all this stuff about how well, we're going to bring people. Uh, we can't. We have to close the borders because if we bring people over here, they're going to have cultures that are going to add mix with our culture and fuck it up or whatever. And, uh, I mean, the, the two obvious counterpoints are, uh, one, uh, capitalism subsumes everything. So, you know, you could be from the most regressive culture and come to America, and within one generation, you're just another uh, uh, fucking psychotic who's, you know, trying to move up the corporate <laughs> ladder. And two, um, what culture are you trying to defend? This? Is this the apex of American culture? Well, this is, I think this points forward to what Matt was talking about, too, in terms of how this is going to be. Because he's going to get taken seriously like any other president and written about like every other president. And this is going to be what it is. This is going to be he's the everyman president, the guy that served McDonald's to the football boys in the White House. And that's yeah, like big boys, which is, you know, again, the way that like Reagan still gets talked about as being like this guy that understood yeah. some innate yes. thing when really it was just that like everything in his head was falling away except for like inspirational speeches that he'd given in movies about like driving safely. <laughs> or whatever from like you know, one just, for the gipper yeah but this is there's something about the the idea also of like at this moment of defending this idea of a culture that it is also at the moment of like peak abasement yeah. of itself that like there's yeah. a video mu- a, that was not the one that we watched that a coworker sent me um it was from outside the white house it was one of those like trumpy scrums where for once there wasn't a helicopter like 10 feet away <laughs> just, yeah up. right so in this case he's he's saying the same things he said inside there where he's like, you know, ton of burgers, like they're pouring in more and more, whatever. And then as he leaves, the reporters are yelling questions at him. And one person is like, should Steve King resign? Should Steve King resign, sir? And then like oh, that person gets shouted down, not by Trump, but by the other reporters being like, do you have honey mustard, sir? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have so how much? Sauce, sir? Do you yeah. have the Szechuan sauce? And that video is like, cause you're right that like that's a, a strong Kubrick vibe. The interiors because it's very ornate, it's very well lit. Yes, kind of, yeah. yeah. Whereas the one outside looks like fucking Inland Empire, like it's like <laughs> weird late Lynch. Like the audio's not synced. It's like super bright spotlight on him, and he's all clammy and like just whatever. It that one is. I'll share it. So yeah. you can I mean, put it, it on is, this if you want. It but. is like perfect though because for the people that want to feel. Their only desire is for everything to feel normal again, and they want Trump out of there. The one of the key features of everything feeling normal again will be in a decade or possibly less, we will fondly remember the things Trump did. No one's going to remember the shutdown. Very few people will remember the Do- will remember DACA or any of the border violence or anything like that. It will just be like, oh, you know, I didn't agree with it, but he was fun. Sometime. They continue yeah. travel ban. Yeah, and, just, and you know what? Majority credit, Muslim he, countries. He secured a, ex, the he secured the existence of our people and a future for purple grimaces. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when <laughs> when, 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 no, Keem, when Keemstar is president and the State <laughs> of the Union is that video, it just Lil Xan comes over and they just sit around and talk <laughs> and they're like. 
Yeah, shit is just so not. By the way, this is that's that's what it's going to be. This is a fucking publicity stunt in the middle of the longest government shutdown in history, where uh, the fucking TSA workers who are already fucking underpaid and don't really have a lot to do are calling in sick. Where airports are uh, steadily shutting down right now, and where people are just being able to get shit through fucking uh, airport security, guns, whatever the fuck you want, drugs. Go nuts. If you want to fucking bribe a TSA agent right now, here's the time to fucking do it. I mean, I'm, I don't even have a flight coming up. I just like to do that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I might try to just like move some weight. Just, yeah. to put on, <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> but just back to back to Kevin D. Williamson and how utterly full of shit he is. Because like, first of all, he has the same body type as Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. Big, hot, wide yeah. Boy. Big wide boy. That's another guy who might swap out a suit jacket for an overcoat just for oh, like yeah, a sassy look. Yeah, he just he wears capes just because it's like form fitting. <laughs> but like, OK, he's saying like this is actually the most normal thing about Donald Trump, his love of fast food. And it's like in any other context, in any of other of his essays that yep. people have lauded him for to be like, hey, you know, you may not agree with a guy, but man, oh, man, can he write the amount of like contempt and just visceral hatred he has for any person who would eat fast food yeah. every day he would say so apparent he would say if if, if anyone uh had some sob story about losing a job or having a addiction or having diabetes uh, or, or, or diabetes or, or struggling to make a payment he'd say and yet you have money every day to stuff your face with this horrible food that doesn't even nourish you and makes you sick and you're too stupid not to do it that's what he would say to anybody who uh who didn't have uh Trump's just golden underwear to protect him from any consequences for his actions. I think the difference is if you have enough money to buy whatever food you want, but you choose to do this, then Kevin Williamson's like terrific. That's the thing. It's that Burkean thing where where anything that rich people do by virtue of the fact that they have so many resources is some sort of art project. And so this rich guy just eating garbage is is almost a postmodern commentary and therefore to be impressive as yeah, well, that's like disgusting slug just stuffing his face. That's the challenge with, with Trump in general. The idea of it being like, if you criticize it as being like, well, this is just really fucking dumb as hell and he's an oaf, then you're not only are you like part of the reason why he won and all exactly. the other sort of yes, troll yeah. shit that they throw back, it's also like, if you just continue to assess this as exactly what it appears to be, which is all it is, because Trump himself is not a master of anything except for like walking around with toilet paper stuck to his shoe or whatever. <laughs> like he's not deft, you know, but this is it, to keep writing about it as what it is, which is just like this big weirdo fucking up and being strange. Then like that is one note. It's a challenge in writing about him, but certainly it's not something that Williamson can't even admit of that. Well, I mean like to what Williamson, what Williamson is responding to, like the Vox thing where like, you know, a Big Mac on a silver tray. Like, I think that's a metaphor for Donald Trump's America. Again, as you said, Matt, that there's no metaphor no. there. Like, the, the, like a metaphor replies like implies like it like it's standing in for something right. else. So there's a degree of remove. It's like no, that like there, there is no no. Like that's just it. Yeah, like, metaphor no, I mean, first of all, it's, cl- it's closer to a simile. <laughs> I mean, nice. <laughs> These guys are reading now. Yeah, it's yeah. Right on point. All right. So Donald Trump is like having an argument with your father over serving fish spread for dinner, and he's always <laughs> been frigid since that summer. He says there is a big change coming, and his professorly manner. Uh, even his dress has changed since the summer of 1979 <laughs> when you went to Canute to, on a canoeing trip with your older brother who's been speaking to you more. Is this still book one? Yep. How much more of your life are you ready to... Thousands of pages. 
I think I kind of prefer the SoundCloud rappers. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, guess what, bitch? It's all 80s coming of age in Norway. Oh, and then we God. got his young professional life. And then we got his career as a novelist. Then we got him raising kids. <laughs> Suck my dick, pussy. We're literary now. I took your advice. I'm reading books. I'm reading a book of your book than you have ever read in your entire life. <laughs> no, I think... I, I, no, this is all about the shutdown. And I, I, I would like to want to talk about that for yeah. a second. Because I think it's really fascinating right now how so a large number of TSA agents are calling it sick. Uh, solely so they can work in their gig economy jobs because the TSA, as we know, it's security theater. It's all made up and it's basically a gigantic make work program at this point, which doesn't make a sense, a lot of sense right now when the labor market is uh, so tight where these people actually don't have to go to their shitty make work job, especially if they're not going to get check from it. And I know, and I, I didn't get a chance to read it. Maybe one of you gentlemen got a chance to read it, but uh, there was an article today saying, uh, the TSA should go on strike right now, which, as far as I understand it, is legal for them to do. But fuck it, they have all the cards right now. They could unilaterally shut down the entire transportation network in the country, and there's absolutely no way that Trump could do what Reagan did and fire them all because who the fuck would replace them for literally no money? <laughs> the football players. Yeah. <laughs> they do, and they, they don't, literally just... That is true them. because the football players also work for no That's money. What I was going to say, yeah, if there's yeah. one thing we know about Clemson is that they're willing to put themselves in harm's way for like zero money. <laughs> I mean, like some he's weird always, self-congratulatory so, guy on top so of it He's so smart. He gave them the hamburgers so they would work at the airport. He already sweetened the pot with yep. them. That's an art of the deal too. Okay, but even... <laughs> all right, let's say, let's say the, the football players can't do it because the NCAA CAA won't let him. Even if you're not getting paid. Oh, yeah, the NCAA's rules. If the Trump just said, folks, we need volunteer patriots to do security at the airport so that we can keep keeping the planes and also do the wall. You're telling me that retired dipshits would yeah. not well, get, get on their okay. fucking okay, hover routes and, and, and just every, go to every, every airport and be like, sir, I am volunteering. Wait, wait, Manning, every fucking checkpoint is an 80-year-old Dwight Shrew with a fucking oxygen tank strapped yes. to him. That's going to stop me from bringing a knife on an airplane. Nothing does anyway. The, the yeah. high school dropouts doing it now aren't stopping you from anything. Like you said, it's security theater. It doesn't matter. Just put it. But just put Herkimer, well, it's, Herkimer it's, Smithers in a fucking uh, TSA outfit. Wait, wait, wait. Well, it's have still, him, uh, well, it's just not that it doesn't stop everyone. It's just that it's stochastic. It's random. If you want to do a terrorist attack, there's like a 50-50 shot. You'll actually be able wait, to do it. That's so, true now, though, oh, or even before. I'm saying be, that the odds are better now. So. Dude, the, fuck, the fucking boomer mercenaries, not even mercenaries, just soldiers of true belief who aren't getting paid. Oh my God! Searching every woman's feet. <laughs> you know they don't have guns. They don't have any authority no, have whatsoever. Nothing. You can leave. Fucking okay, TSA checkpoint. To to your point, and I know, and I know you saw this. The idea, if you put out the call, like we need you, we need you to work the TSA for no money. By the way, I will volunteer. Did you see? <laughs> I know you saw it. This immediately made me think of uh, the tweet this week of that person who's just like. I would eat gruel and dirt for the yeah. president. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, I, would, I would drink his piss. We love him so much, and what he's doing for this country is so good. Someone, Anything no, no, so, uh, someone was like, oh, Donald Trump made these fucking college kids eat shitty fast food, and this guy said, I would eat fucking grime. I would eat <laughs> dirt. I would let the president piss in my well, mouth. It really, you know, to go back to Obama <laughs> and, to, and to PUA, as it always goes back to, n- nice guys do finish last, though, right? Because all Obama did was reach out to these fucking hogs and yeah. be like, oh, you have some legitimate concerns. Let me be um, there. Yeah. I can see why you think that I'm Muslim. And they were just like, fuck you. We ha- you're trying to put broccoli in my kids' lunch, you fucking piece of shit. 
And then this guy who's just like, uh, sorry, you can't go on a flight this week. <laughs> like, he just doesn't give a shit about them. Every rally, he just talks about whatever he wants to talk about. Just doesn't pay attention. Complete open contempt for them. I would Could literally you- eat poop with you sir (laughs) it would be my honor to watch you grin at me as i knelt before you and just sucked on a turd like a tootsie pop (laughs) here's the thing here is honor here is the ultimate proof that there's no massive fucking terrorist network that's in cahoots with ms-13 or whatever the fuck the insane suburban right-wing mindset believes is befalling this country is that if there were any sort of competent terrorist network targeting us uh, they would use this opportunity to go in and hijack a bunch of fucking airliners. The Coast Guard is also not getting paid right now. Hell yeah, get those fucking uh, bails, buddy. That, those are non-essential <laughs> troops. Yeah, 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 those yeah, cigarettes boats is going. Come on. Why are we in Miami podcasting? Vice. We could be doing crimes right now. Miami so Vice. many coastal crimes. I have and say. every littoral area in the country <laughs> is unguarded. Uh, oh, uh, dude, we could take Maine like right now. Uh, I have to say, uh, Felix's idea of these little hoglets just loving the poop gives me an idea of a remake of Sallow where the fascists are shitting all over the slaves, but they're loving it. Ooh, and they're I'm just slapping their little hands together. Did you guys see there was a congressman named Rodney something, some fucking chud dipshit? Freulinger? No, a different He's- one. Uh, he was going to the, the White House for some bullshit for the shutdown or whatever. The day after the hoot nanny we talking about, and he said, uh, going to go see the president today. Uh, I hope I can get some of those leftovers from yesterday. Oh, yeah. I would like, love, it would be my honor <laughs> to have him taunt me while I eat cold fries. Sir, I would love nothing more than to eat a fucking frozen filet of fish hockey puck. That would make me feel honored. You like it, don't you? you? Tell sir. me you like it. That's terrific. Oh, oh, I and he, I would concede Donald Trump making them take a picture of of the rep eating the cold hamburger while Donald Trump just does his stupid double yeah. thumbs up and he's like he loves it he doesn't care that it's cold I don't even think <laughs> it's better that way these it's congressmen like are great eaters oh tell you really put it away tell me how much you love it Rodney aren't you happy I think he came to me just to eat the hamburgers <laughs> I will say that I felt so. Matt and I have talked about this in the past. This because for a lot of like the kind of hacko jokes that we made about Trump in like 2014 and 15 have long since come to pass as actual news. I mean, oh, yeah. this is like just sort of the way that we we live our lives now is waiting to see which shitty drunk jape is going <laughs> to become like an actual national issue. Yeah. I felt it when you all were talking about the idea of these like septuagenarian guys that like photograph themselves in body armor every time there's like a mass shooting where they're like, I stand ready to be called up to like go to the mall. I really can like see a future where those dudes are, are like, they, I mean, they wouldn't really want to be TSA because they like they really enjoy watching their stories that's, during the day. It's and also everything. a shitty job. Yeah. Oh, that's that, shitty that's job. more of an urban style job. Yeah, right. And they don't get guns, which is a big problem. Yeah. But the, yeah, but they would. I guess that's like you're right that they would not want to. They would want to be standing. They wouldn't want to be indoors. But if there was something where they could like ride around in the desert with like a gun turret on top of their car, completely unmolested, and maybe paid by the state, like I don't have a hard time imagining. Well, that like being a hunter in Oregon Trail. Yeah, I mean, sort of, but like you're, I, I you're cut much angry. I can't remember how to say Oregon. <laughs> I would like to mention, though. Obviously, these are these are the the, the, the president's fans of our president. You know, who Hogs. Would, would love to volunteer us. Yeah, yeah. All who would us. love to volunteer <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. us and our listeners? We love his, him. to eat his leftover food, to eat gruel. Yeah. Um, you Roll know, around just, like a little to, little hoglet in a septic tank, just sort of like maybe <laughs> like 
I, I was I was thinking about this about the other day. Like I, I was thinking like I would just like to just sort of like gently kiss his neck or just sort of nibble <laughs> a little bit. Like the, like you know like uh, when you put your uh, feet in those foot baths filled with like all those fish that just eat the dead skin <laughs> uh-huh. off your feet. I think I'd like to do that. Wait, is that a thing you can? But do? for his yeah. face, yeah, it would be my oh, honor I've never to done exfoliate that. you, yeah. sir. Yeah. Can you imagine your cheek rubbing it up against Donald oh, Trump's no, cheek? Come on, guys. And there's yeah. this. There's this Don't. oily liquid on no, you, but it's not warm. It. No. It's a little bit below room <laughs> no. temperature. Stop, stop. They say I have one of the best substances on my skin. <laughs> yeah. so it, protects, my... it protects me of uh, predators taking a hold of me. <laughs> my personal least favorite genre of Felix's tweets are the ones where he's like, we love to feel the president's warm thighs like on our shoulders. We love it. We <laughs> love, like, that shit is just like, we love, they haunt me. <laughs> like, we, love, like, oh. we love when we're sitting knee to knee with Donald Trump across <laughs> from us, and we just feel his... Room temperature belly seep on our knees. I got I mean, I am obviously like all of us uh, have spent an unhealthy amount of time thinking about this man, which is just awful yeah. to think of that this just this never getting this, that shit just, back at all. This this non entity in any meaningful sense, this hollow shell of humanity, this 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 barely human homunculus that I've spent this much time thinking about his empty brain and what's in it. The one thing I do, try not to think about because my my brain just as a self defense mechanism won't go there is really trying to consider his physical person because it just starts to make me feel a deep nausea and dread that's beyond almost existential like, like really Lovecrafty like the idea of what his body smells like I would like to take what f- he what he feels like the textures. <laughs> I would like to take a fine tooth comb oh, and just like run it down his back. <laughs> oh, no, someone who again is fundamentally an irrelevant figure oh. in uh, no, terms of the political say, development right, of, of course, this country. He's just, a, he's just this piece of tur- this dog turd that <laughs> rushed ashore on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a wave that he had nothing to do with. But his personal body is just revolting on a visceral level. To it's me. called his floor in, in the 2020 is like 45%. Yeah. It would, yeah. It no would, question he gets would, lower than that. It mm-hmm. would like to like live in Donald Trump's body. It would be like piloting a mech made out of cow carcasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God. But like, yeah, th- th- that that's, that's his world, but I don't want to make it seem like it's only the supporters of our president and us on the show yeah. who fellow supporters whose brains have just been like turned into a cue ball i do want to bring up quickly the thing that happened this week where uh marcos mulitsas of the daily coast oh no friend of the show delivered twenty five thousand roses to nancy pelosi's office thank her i suppose for just being her that's really that's beautiful and then apparently not to be outdone trump supporters are now mailing her bricks yeah yeah and it is really like everyone, like oh, we're all trapped in this man's brain. You're raising the stakes for Valentine's Day. We, the only, the <laughs> and only, and it's just a contest. It's like a bidding war to see who can be stupider, who can present themselves as the most just bird brain gibbering idiot you can be. We it's kind need, of been, the, the only president we should have in the future should be an AI based on Victor Frankl. <laughs> That's the only thing that can fix this. These are just absolutely pointless What's weird lives. about that, those no purpose. dueling gestures to me is that, and this is probably just, again, like prolonged uh, exposure to all these like infecting agents that, you know, just of being alive right now. So the Mulitsa's gesture, as I recall, is 25,000 roses. Uh-huh. And they made a big point of saying that 18,000 of those were then diverted strategically to Walter Reed. Yeah, to the Medi- tender troops. Which means that 
Pelosi herself was left with 7,000 roses to do with, if my arithmetic is correct, to do with whatever she Immediately throw in the garbage. Yeah, Immediately throw in the right. garbage. Right. So to me, like, it's actually more distasteful to give a politician 25,000 roses and then get your picture taken looking like the throbbing vain yeah, yeah. kid yeah. next to her. Like, to do that and then to give some of them to, like, our wounded warriors than it is to just be, like, a fucking spiteful, like, web damaged idiot and like send her something she can't use well like, we, just send her a brick and be like yeah you probably hate that i don't know i have no way of knowing well if you're concerned like, about where your patreon money is going we at chapo <laughs> trap house have sent 15 cases of foot lotion to diane Feinstein. <laughs> we have a standing offer to uh apply that yeah uh the funny thing is it's like two days after that uh marcos complained about uh, Bernie Sanders fans cult of personality. Yeah, that is hilarious because like that, like Marcos uh, and a lot of those guys, but him especially, his knock on Bernie Sanders and people who still support him is that it's a cult of personality. Yeah. They have cult like tendencies. Yeah. And it's like, my dude, like you just fleeced your wet brain followers for like to each kick in like four dollars a pop for, you know, roses. I mean, God only knows what the, what he did with the, the excess money. There. Oh, it was a huge was, gap. I think that was a huge grift. But, like, literally delivering flowers to the leader, like, I mean, come on. Like, that's... Hey, those followers donated a lot of money to elect such progressive luminaries as Kirsten Cinema. The idea Yeah, that... I, ca- I call her Kristen Cineplex because she's out to the fucking movies. <laughs> Get roasted, dumbass. Boom. The that's news it. roasted. Cafe.com. <laughs> Part of the Scary Mommy Media Enterprise. Oh, uh, one of the funniest things I saw was uh, the so the, there was a news article about NATO, right? About how uh, Trump uh, supposedly had wanted to uh, take the U.S. out of NATO. And uh, what's his name? Who now is the main guy at Cafe.com? Uh, uh, Barara. Pre Barara. Pre Barara yeah. uh, said. Uh, yeah, this this should be made public so that we can immediately uh, indict and remove the president from office and then put him behind bars. Sir, you're for, in prison for <laughs> insulting NATO? For insulting NATO! <laughs> what? No, for one day, oh, I, I, you know, one day I, I saw that, I woke up, I, I, I looked up NATO uh, in, on Twitter, and it was just, all right, that's enough brain poison for today. <laughs> well, here's some more brain poison. I'd like to, um, I'd like to close NATO out. NATO O'Rourke. I'd like to close out uh, the episode today. Uh, this is the new kick I've been on. Are you guys familiar with the uh, actor Robert Davi? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was uh, in a, a Timothy Dalton bomb movie? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not who he was. He was that. in License to Kill. Uh, famously, had, well, the best line in Showgirls, it must be weird to have a job where they don't come on you. Yeah. He's, he's um, in Showgirls. He's like a, a sort of a, a character actor. You, If you're on Twitter, you may know him from Nando's hilarious story about being on an airline flight with him. Where he like walks onto the plane singing Frank Sinatra and then demands to be sat next to like an attractive woman and then he, and then tries to serenade her throughout the flight. No, no, he oh. played Sinatra songs on his phone at full volume without a fucking headphone. Oh, okay, that's what he did. Oh, he covered. He, he He's a Rat like, Pack guy. Yeah, he like He's he one co- of these just decrepit boomers for whom life never got better. That like if you gave them a time machine. They wouldn't stop Hitler. They wouldn't see the birth of Christ. They would go to the Sands Casino <laughs> see, in 1961. Like, the famous the, Bobby Darren drunk concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just let me see those original Rat Pack boys just doing banter and singing their hits. That I mean, for anyone who complains about culture now, I do have to say, for about 20 years, the only culture was 
just guys with a three inch layer of grease on their skins and big suits driving big cars yeah. and like singing spaghetti songs, <laughs> my, you know, my lasagna baby. Yeah. Like and then sh- do it, do, doing hilarious comedy shows where they would call each other gay. Yep. Not in the way we do it, which is smart yes. and subversive. There's like a tremendous red flag. Anybody that's like not of that era that like looks back on it and is kind of like, you know, I like the ring a ding ding guys. Those yeah. were good. That's someone like who the- wants, that's someone who only wants to get married so they can kill their wife. <laughs> If so, you're into that as like a millennial, you are going your pre-crime minority that, report. That is, yeah. I gotta say, it's like that is one of the saving graces of millennials is that I can't think of that. That's not really a current among millennial youth. The last time that really reared its head, of course, was swingers. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. Yeah. That's uh, me and Matt. Guess yeah, what generation? Guess what generation that was? Those were Xers. That's Those right. Who was the? Right, there's man. a conservative radio dude that recorded like an album of standards from that era. Do, oh, yeah. Are Mark, you aware? Uh, Mark Stein. Mark yes. Stein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Stein does, yeah. Like a lot of them have this like fake lounge lizard act. And if you look at Robert's um Avi, it's for his album Davi Singh Sinatra oh, On the Road to Romance. Speaking of what? fucking David Lynch images, that's <laughs> yeah. it, like some no high Bonda <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> like <just laughs> completely he's oh, it's a photo God. of him, especially it, it's the blue light. Yeah, yeah. and so and Davi is famously a, a pockmarked heavy. Like that's oh, his yeah. thing. He's, he's a had very a good faced character. And in actor. this case, he is so washed out by the light and presumably photoshopped that he just looks embalmed. Yeah, he looks like it's Mr. Incredible. Burns is the alien. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I, Robert Davi brings you love. If I could, <laughs> if I could like do like a, a cultural revolution in America, my main thing would be to destroy all nostalgia of Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. It is very bad. Yeah. But I want, I demand, I demand a documentary where it is just a series of interviews of every person who saw that fucking CD and thought, you know what? I'm sick of listening to Sinatra, <laughs> one of the best singers of the 20th century, <laughs> sing these songs. I'd rather have the guy from Maniac Cop 2 right. lay these down. What the fuck is going on? So, here? Yeah, so from the living I don't know if there's that much of a Sinatra hagiography outside of Italians. No, uh, no, no, no. It's just a general. It's a. It's a. Moron it's dying. Thing. It yeah. is dying. It's. Yeah. Like, it was a boomer thing, and then there's a vestigial yeah. swinger thing with Xers. But, but not even that big. Like, it, it does kind feel of like passe, it's, it is dying. But by the boomer generation, it was kind of passe by so, then, right? I got the details of his story. Look up um, Nando's Robert Davi airplane story. It's a classic. It, it's pretty amazing because it's it's him grotesquely hitting on uh, women and demanding to like change seats so he can sit next to a woman and and croon to her on a cross country <laughs> flight oh or my something. God. How dire so, was it that that like that's how you had sex back then? You just like you. Oh, he sang me a song called like Blue Moon Sweetheart, <laughs> or like a song about how like you never quit in pursuit of your dreams. <laughs> like, wow, this guy seems what like a, he so never quits in pursuit terrible of his dreams. Cultural moment. So taking all of that, everything I've just told you about, like this is the brief on uh, Robert. This is the profile on Robert Davi. It's also funny because he also starred in the '90s TV series The Profile. Wow, well done. Yeah, about FBI serial killer <laughs> hunters. So anyway, uh, would it surprise you to learn that this person is a huge fan of Donald Trump? No way. <laughs> what? No, I, As, I, I, I not actually, only that. Not only that. Not only is he a huge fan of our president, he is also angry guy Ranson Carr, and he's taking that format to new heights. And I'd like to share with you now some of his recent Robert Davi rants in a car. This is the type of film I am a connoisseur of. Okay. This is like my this, genre. This is the first one. This is just from uh, January 15th. This is just the title is 
to the American people in all caps. Let's just take a look at what Robert has to say. Let's take a listen. My dear fellow Americans, the fact that the Democrats would not sit down with the president this afternoon for a lunch with both sides trying to negotiate <laughs> this border which is of national importance to our nation. The fact that they're digging their heels in on a thing that is being led by an elitist movement. It's an elitist movement, guaranteed. You understand? Not having border security. Triple the Democrats have been co-opted by an elitist movement. They are no longer your mother and father's Democratic Party. They were not the party that wanted... Uh, the end to slavery. They fought the uh, end of slavery. The Democratic Party. They did not want civil rights. The Democratic Party did not want that. Do you understand? They do not want border security. They want a one world government. That's what Bill Ayers and his elk wanted. Bill Ayers was an Obama uh, protege or uh, <laughs> Obama was a protege of Bill Ayers. They wanted world communism. That's what this is about. World communism. Obama you did world communism. You've got to he fight. You've got to tell the American people and the Democrats that do not agree with this leadership to sit down at the table and come up with an issue. Come up with a plan. Build the wall. Give the wall. Give drones, whatever is needed to secure our nation. The drugs are killing people. The fentanyl that's been coming across this country is crazy. It's insane. <laughs> I've known about this since the mid-90s and before. Why don't they do something about it? Please call your congressman, call Pelosi, call Schumer until their phones burn up. This is wrong. Um, Go off, super King. angry guy. Go energy. off. Yeah. I, okay, okay. I give this a C. In really? Terms of the genre. Yes, I do. B minus here. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought, yeah, I thought it sucked ass. Not a good. Yeah, not our, a good our, 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 really? So okay, here's. here's I think you got here, very here, angry though. Here's no, no, it's not no, just no, that. no. People, that no, 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 no. The car genre is not good because of just its sustained anger throughout. The car genre is powerful because whatever buffoon is recording himself, the front of his mind is distracted. They're usually not actually driving, but you just... No, he's parked. Yeah. Right. The task of being in a car distracts their <laughs> walnut-sized brain long enough that they can sort of build a yarn. And there's a lot of meandering in this type of video. And eventually it escalates. If you recall the classics in this genre, uh, you Dan know... Quinn. Amiri King. Two, Amiri King and Dan Quinn. They're two, I'd say like the, the Lynch, the Lynch and, uh, Kubrick of the genre. Dan Quinn is Kubrick because of his expansive worlds. But they will go on some bizarre, it'll be very slow, slow building. And then either through an action outside of the car, like Dan Quinn's mom querying the deal by knocking on the window. <laughs> and we never know if he beat nine hits to the same bowl. Or Amiri King remembering, you know, times that he was proven right to not have friends, you know, past instances of having friends and why it's stupid. We get we get our climax. We get an explosion of anger. But Robert Davi just starts at, at an 11 and it feels very forced. It feels like his grand his like grandson was in the garage and was like, you said you'd take me to sports authority. And he's like, oh, shit, I have to knock this out. And he I, did, but at what cost? Just very also, middling also, effort by Mr. Dobby. Yeah, beyond that, content-wise, it's just regurgitated, half-assed stuff he remembers from a Denise D'Souza movie. Oh, yeah, the Democrats, they did slavery. Remember that? You know, we're world government. Come on, give me Bill, some texture. Bill Ayers. Bill Ayers. Really? I don't need like the, 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 the fucking greatest hits of the Obama administration yelled at me by the bad guy from Cops and Robertsons. <laughs> okay. Will, Will, Will okay. this is why, here's why the car genre gives us such classics because the freedom of being a car in a car 
a liberatory state for the stupid man. Yeah. It, it, it allows their mind to wander and go to places we never thought of. This is where Dan Quinn thought of the weed smoking Olympics that were also the <laughs> pussy eating Olympics. This is where, this is where Amiri King came up with the idea that if you're a grown man who has friends, that's childish and you're going to be stabbed in the back. This is where millions of great thoughts respond, except he gives us things that would have been passe, uh, in 2009. Very, very wow. middling effort. By okay, well, Robert I mean, Dobby. I, I yeah, don't, you have a, don't you have a whole thesis about uh, cars and AM radio and how this is that is mad. Oh, that was mad. Oh, okay. I think that was, many people have talked about how AM radio is well. It made more, people smarter. I, yeah, that's I what I said. I appreciate his energy, and I appreciate I appreciate the Dinesh D'Souza cuts. I think he's yeah, focused. I, mean, I thought there was something kind of autistic. I think he's about intense, this. and he's bringing his act. Okay, let, let's do another one. Oh, yeah, let's show me another. Show me another. Okay, this one isn't in a car, but David, could you could you describe for us like what that's just this still image? All right, so he is in a haunted house. Go on. He appears to be on a couch. Possibly in a recording studio, he is uh, in the sort of, I mean, again, very uh, stylized lighting. Not Lynchian, but I guess like Fincher-ish. This is kind of like found footage. Yeah, it's kind of greenish. He's wearing sunglasses, despite the fact that it's extremely dark. He's wearing a pork pie hat. Mm -hmm. He loves that shit. Oh, yeah, and again, it is my fellow Americans. It's not clear. uh, It is addressed to them, but it doesn't say to you. Right now, I'm a swing voter because I'm really on the side of Felix and I have not actually seen this one. So this is a a surprise to me. Okay, here we go. My dear fellow Americans, if I read yet another story by the New York Times or another media outlet about Russian collusion and Mueller's investigation and all this other nonsense, I'm going to go apoplectic. It's crazy. It's insane. It's a disservice to the American people. Not a threat at all. Okay? It's white noise. There is no Russian collusion. There is no Russian collusion. China and Russia, in 2008, they tapped the DNC and the RNC. They got into their websites. They did all of this collusion back then. No one talked about it like crazy ad infinitum. This is nonsense. The guy's a businessman. Trump's a businessman. He was on Oprah 20 years ago saying the same things now. Remember when Roche Perot said that sucking sound of American jobs yes. or NAFTA? NAFTA was a mistake. Indeed. They don't want Trump. These globalist bastards don't want Trump to do this for America. Stop the nonsense. Garbage. Awful. First of all, no, halting delivery. Please. He keeps stopping, which is always a bad sign. Can Once again, starts or starts at the top and doesn't. Say, he, begins, he begins with a he begins with a, uh, a not e- not even a threat. He says, "If I hear another word about this, I'm gonna get mad." Not even like if I hear another word about this, I'm gonna go fucking you know take my assault rifle and occupy a dress bar and parking no, lot. No, I like this. I like this because he's more honest with himself. The the setting the setting is more honest to Mister Davi. Uh, dressing up like an absolute buffoon in, as David says, a haunted house. Uh, and I think th- this is an auteur- an auteur's choice of having the most empty type of empty threat, having no threat at the end of it. I give this one a higher grade than the previous video. Okay, one last one. I just wish he would get more. He, like I said, just the content is just. It's I had this fear warm. that he was it's from New Jersey because of his voice, but he's from he's from Queens, he's from Astoria. I, I I believe that if he let the action build. He would have a more satisfying work. Well, of this art. is like, if, 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 good, like but he doesn't. This yeah. is constructive criticism for Mr. Davi. If you're out there, 
All right, one last one. This one is just, again, addressed to the American people, but not capitalized. He is in a car. He is wearing giant purple sunglasses. Oh, I saw this one. There's a trick in it. You the other problem. Okay. Make sure to point it out. The other problem is, and this is in both of them, he repeats himself, says the same thing over and over again for emphasis, and it's just redundant. Get out of here. He, it's like he's just doing his first take and putting it out exactly. there. Exactly. It's sloppy. Only one guy can do that. My dear Mr. Schumer, I find what you're doing is absolutely <laughs> disingenuous. You're lying to the American people. Right. <laughs> How many times are you going to continue to sit there like a rotten corpse with a bald-faced lie on your face? Yes. You, I saw you, sir, vote for the wall. <laughs> you voted for a wall, sir, several years ago. So did Miss Pelosi. So did the Democratic Party when they wanted $50 billion for border security. That was, the American people don't remember that? that? that How come the networks aren't showing you're flip-flopping? Show that, CNN, MSNBC. Show Schumer wanting a wall and now saying it's un-American. It's immoral. What about 50 billion babies being killed, sir and madam? Is that not immoral? What the hell is going on in this country? You want to gerrymander this population. That's what you want to do. You want to gerrymander this population because they're all coming from a Marxist socialist society and background. What the hell is going on in this nation? People wake up, see through their nonsense and through the media industrial complex. His strongest performance yet. Okay. To, uh, to His no, absolute yeah, yeah. strongest David, performance. David, fill him right. in of like, if you're not watching this, like a little trick that you may have So, missed. yeah, this is the thing. And I saw this when you uh, yeah. retweeted it. Yeah. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> the other you're, day, welcome. you're welcome. He, again, with the big sunglasses, they are of a kind of a purple Jolly Rancher hue. 20 seconds in, he lowers them down his nose and peers over them intently. And then 10 seconds after that, pushes them back up. Also, the car is moving this time, which I think is worth I give this I four stars. Ooh. This uh, is his best one yet. My problem is, is that I don't like the sir shit. That's for Democrats. Oh. No, no. Come on. No, the, no that's he, for anyone who has respect. No, yeah, he's That's doing for any man who has respect. He has, Robert Dobby's a man of respect. He yeah, has sure, respect the misuse of word gerrymander. This gerrymander. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love Wonderful. that. Wonderful. So the, the big words to sound like a non moron is very endearing. I'll give him that. That's, is, very, that's very fucking bridge and tunnel. I will uh, say, genuinely, uh, I did like him New calling York, Chuck yeah. Schumer a rotting corpse. That was accurate, the man. Okay, accurate. here there are three. Three. Uh, now, this is not essential in all great car videos, but these are three points you want to hit on if you're one of these filmmakers one misuse big words and just don't even come close to their actual application no, no, don't even get near it just you feel like it sounds ominous so you say it uh you're you're juxtaposing you, this nation yeah chuck <laughs> schumer, Madam Pelosi. Chuck, chuck schumer you are the penultimate senator right? <laughs> uh the uh saying something that is kind of technically right a little bit well i the mean bo- te- let's again it's like yes they voted for border security as part of a Bipartisan bill that Republicans would not support now, and is, there's none of it is part of the. Not, not, not just not just that. I mean, the thing is, when uh, Republicans point out how uh, Democrats have uh, voted for this security state on the border, uh, that is correct, and we should reckon with that. Both Obama and Hillary voted in 2006 for billions of dollars to yeah. build a fucking fence and received no concession. Well, that was the idea on behalf of be, migrants, on behalf be, of undocumented people in this country. Yeah, but it also didn't pass because it, no, the, in 2006 it passed, but it wasn't signed. That was. wasn't no, no, that no, no, that passed. You're thinking about the uh, uh, bipartisan uh, uh, immigration reform that McCain tried to pursue in 2007, which went nowhere. All right, all right. Why don't you? But go, in 2006, right. they did that. They did that because that's how fucking shitty the Democrats were back all right, then. All right, why don't you? But I would like to say though that he did not. He says, "I saw you, sir. No, you had no idea that happened. You saw a meme with like Colonel Sanders on it last week." <laughs> 
So all right, said, all right. they voted for it in 2006, and he's got like the the epic Wonka face. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's some that's some free range derp. You guys need to take this to Ballotpedia. That, 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 you got like at least two more points on filmmaking, right? No, to... we're talking about the genre. What is makes what makes the car genre great because it it, it is man's struggle against his own brain. He's trying to both move the car and move his mind, and he's can only really do one or or none or none. He's probably he probably just backed that car up into like a you know adopt a highway club sign eventually. <laughs> but uh, what makes this great is like he'll circle around an okay like something that is technically true, and then just plow right through. Also, you're killing 50 billion babies, yeah, and you're gerrymandering yeah, them. Yeah. and that's why it's great. That's why it's great. They hover around. A concise point. They hover. They don't even touch it, but they hover around it. Then, boom! Right back into fucking eighty-two IQville. Wonderful. So you're filibustering Western civilization. <laughs> I have a question about. So there's one other filmic element of the video which you did not see. He's wearing a seatbelt. Is that normal uh, for these or not? Um, usually no. But because some, you're usually because you're usually sometimes stationary. Sometimes it's alluded to by the filmmaker. It's a part of the film. Usually they are right. stationary. Right. In my they're, experience, they're, and some, but sometimes they're driving without a seatbelt. But sometimes they are, and it'll be part of the film. It'll be part of the narrative. Like, oh, there's a cop coming up. I have to put this on. They're doing. They're pulling over people without seatbelts instead of arresting gangbangers for sagging their pants. <laughs> and so I've watched a lot of these, yeah, but I, I don't think Mister Davi. This is his. Uh, this is, this is his first foray into this genre, right? I think as he goes on, he's going to add things. I, like, he would benefit from a longer runtime. I, I think he feels rushed. He's only doing like these are a minute each. You know, yeah, like the, the classic ones go on forever, but. I give him credit because I just think he's coming with a lot of anger. I think he's just coming with that heat. You know? I like that one because it did not have the stammers and the false starts and the pauses of the other one. So he blazed right through it. It's also 50 got, billion babies. It's got the anger. But yeah, it has the, the Dada shit. But then also it's like it's a confused grandparental sort of anger, which I think is like anybody can yell at a camera. Obviously, I've not watched as many of these, certainly as Felix and probably as the rest of you as well. But there's something about that where it's like it feels like somebody like haranguing a nephew at a family event, which is like totally like as an actor, he's doing a little bit of work there because you can see that he's in fact like in a car on the 405 being driven somewhere. I got a question for you guys. What if in Avatar, instead of the Navi, it was the Davi and they all sang Sinatra? All right, they're just big blue guys in fedoras singing Sinatra songs. All right, I didn't, I didn't come on for you to insult uh, foundational texts. Uh, Start spreading the blues. <laughs> hey, there we go. Um, I'm unobtaining today. I wanna be a part of them. Cat people, I'm fucking their ass. It's it's really interesting how the Western left clamors for anti-imperialism, yet the most anti-imperialist mainstream movie of all time, also the highest grossing movie of all time and the best movie of all time, is met with nothing but uh, A movie scorn. that nobody remembers. I remember it. No, there was you a goddamn it. thing about You're it. You're fucking making a parody song about it. You remember it. You remember I it. Know, I remember that they're blue. I want to ride the biggest... Dragon of them all. <laughs> Who remembers the classic fight when the blue guys fought the general in the mech? <laughs> I do. You seen the? I remember the, the third Matrix better than I remember the any only of the thing I, remember, I would hope that you remember the third Matrix. The only thing I remember about Avatar is the screenplay excerpt that was leaked of the sex scene. Which Cam, do you know about this? No. No. So Cameron wrote a sex scene in the original script to Avatar, and I don't know if it was filmed or not. 
It was after there the is film a was sex released. scene in the movie. It's described. This one ha- involves uh, tails intertwining. Yes, the tentacle like they're t- like they're they're they have ponytails that are also have like tentacles which they use to port into like their livestock that mm-hmm. they ride around and, and fly also on. fuck yeah, that, and <laughs> fuck each other. With. That's a deft existence reference <laughs> from, from our guy James. The what I remember about the screenplay bit with this is that it's comparatively detailed. Like I don't know if the word luscious is in it, but I feel like it is. And at one point, it has in all caps the ultimate intimacy with an exclamation point after it. <laughs> and, describing and, the, the and action. He showed that. You showed that in the movie. I don't really see what the issue is. Tying your ponytails together, the ultimate intimacy. <laughs> no, but like your your souls are making love as well. Yeah, you're fucking through the trees in the ground and the uh, Blue Guy River and all that shit. All I'm it's taking awesome. from this is that neither Catherine Bigelow nor Linda Hamilton ever had an orgasm with. Well, that's their fault well, for I not mean, having you, tail ponytails. If it, I mean, I suppose, Matt, if you think orgasms are the ultimate intimacy, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. like some sort of like you know, like you know, animal, the some ultimate sort of running, the ultimate, the ultimate in- intimacy, as we all know, is busting it on a tiny mini sub at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> maybe that's why he does that. Yeah. that. Maybe that's like the only place he can like jo and peace is yeah. at the bottom of the. I think <laughs> surrounded by translucent fish. I think <laughs> that's his kink. Is it's I, think, I think Mr. Cameron has never not made a woman orgasm, and I think the most conservative estimate he has a 14 inch dick <laughs> and uh, i won't you know hear any more conjecture about what i you know what he can or can't do in the proverbial sack could i sit here and listen to your so-called co-host jerry mandy yeah <laughs> the director of the abyss you guys are are appropriationing james cameron's sex life to avoid talking about the genius you know and and the referendum of his films <laughs> All right, guys, I think that uh, about does it for today. We're not going to speculate any more on uh, Navi sex life. We'll just leave you to imagine it. I, yeah, I, the guy who made T2 can't make a woman come. Okay, dude. <laughs> nice facts. I, I do just want to say we are going into week three of the government shutdown. Longest ever. And longest ever. And uh, as stupid and theatrical as all this is, uh, we should read it correctly, which is, is an assault on... People in the working class who work for the federal government. And a lot of them work for the TSA, but, you know, as and I don't like the TSA. Again, I think it's a make-work program, but uh, I would estimate only about one in five members of the TSA are uh, just, like, uh, power-trip assholes. And the rest are just people trying to get by who just took this fucking job. Well, they're not the only ones. There's tons of people. 800,000 people. Uh, yeah, 800,000 fucking people. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm using the TSA as an example because they are among the lowest paid here, no, the and people least liked as it's, well. Yeah. It's pretty astounding just the way that this has gone on. I mean, not only does it show Trump's essential weakness, I mean, he, he people are still kind of terrified of him because he did the impossible and won, but he he's a fucking spent force, I think, and this kind of proves it. But also, there's no countervailing force that can... That can confront him, so we just have. That's this. the thing. No, no. I mean, well, the one is it's Mitch McConnell yeah. who absolutely refuses to do anything about this. And two weeks ago, you know, we Matt and I had an episode, and uh, we we agreed that we thought this would shut down without incident uh, when they just reach some kind of fucking shitty compromise, two three billion dollars for some border fencing, some kind of crap like that. That's not been the case so far. Again, we are debating, or they are debating, what is 0.01% <laughs> of, uh, not just oh federal government, but of the GDP of the country. So 
utterly asinine, stupid shit. It's baby fucking moron shit. It's like, and, and no one. But the thing is, uh, we were we were wrong then. Yeah. So right now, I have no idea. I my presumption, and I have to make a guess right now. I would say nobody really has any idea what to do. Nobody has any motion. So it's just going to end with Trump making the emergency declaration and then directing the Army Corps of Engineers or whoever to build a fucking wall and that getting tied up in the courts. And it'll be amazing watching them all like kill themselves with earth movers and stuff. But I would say, actually, here's my prediction: the government never opens up again. And uh, we just so we don't have airports anymore. Yeah, no, no. If you can afford to, the, how about the this? Spot- how about this? Everyone just bum rush the airport. No. just bum. Just go. Everything just go will run shut your down. Game. Everything will shut down and be replaced by privatized versions of itself. And if you can afford to go to the private airports and pay for the private security, you can. Otherwise, you don't go. We already have a rich people fucking security system. It's called pre-check. Right, but this will be completely privatized. If you want to go to a national park. There'll be a nice private park from somebody's land that they carved out. And you the, go there. What was the Obama thing where they, it started with an S, where they, they basically, like, there was some sort of supposed poison pill built into a government funding thing where when it was, I want to say it was... Sequestration. Was that what it was? All right, I yes. was thinking that that's what the word was, but then I thought that had something to do with juries. But it was basically like that, and that, uh, that level of funding was, yeah, it went through, and that was supposed to be like a big threat. You're gonna lose. Oh, you're gonna get sequestered, and then it all just—they just did it. And I don't know that that funding was ever restored. It wasn't. No. Yeah. And then, and then Lindsey Graham was hopping around, flapping his wings because it also applied to the military, and those guys freaked out. And then I think that ended up ending uh, after Obama left. But yeah, no, it went through the rest of his term because the assumption was with this on the table, this horrible cut to all these programs, we're gonna have to reach an accommodation. Turns out, no, not. With the way things are now, not with the, the, the horrible structures that we have and the, and the partisan sorting that has finally finished happening, there's no mechanism to make the deal that, that was the, the coin of the realm until very recently. We just, uh, as, as we enter week three of the shutdown, we just want to leave you with a few words. Um, you've always been cool to us. Don't go on an airplane this week. And uh, don't don't eat any beef. Yeah, seriously. Yes. Watch. If you have your own uh, plot, eat some fucking carrots or something because they're not inspecting anything right now. Uh, but if you are a New Yorker or uh, Angelino or any other major city in America, you are free from chemtrails this week. Go crazy. <laughs> go cuckoo banana. Bass. Yeah, go, go drop a funky baseline. Be epic. <laughs> uh, David. If people would like to read your words or listen to them, where can they find you? I, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, deadspin.com is where I work. Uh, the Deadcast is the podcast I do there. I do a podcast about Hallmark movies with Jeb Lund called Dave and Jeb Aren't Mean. And, uh, and I'm on Twitter at my name, David underscore J underscore Roth. Check out the news if you like David. Oh, yeah, I'm all over it. Yeah. I'm pretty much, yeah, thank you. It, that's great. Uh, in the, uh, my, my genuine hope is that after the civilization collapses and if there's some sort of sentience that emerges in a millennium and, and that they can sift through the wreckage, and the, I hope very little of what is now media survives. I really hope nobody remembers anything, including our show, but I, I hope that, that David's, <laughs> David's tweets can become like the Samuel, the Samuel Peppies, you know? Uh, of uh, the vendor uh, of Pepsi, yeah. Uh, uh, no, those are the little pepperonis on Midwest The diary of the time that <laughs> people <laughs> read. <laughs> people or evolved uh, cephalopods read to understand this era. David Roth, thanks. Always a pleasure and a joy to sit and talk about hamburgers, hamburgers, <laughs> yeah. and, and 
our banquet present. Pleasure. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not to say the thing he truly feels. And not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way.